0: Today's show is being brought to you by Crawford's Barbecue. Crawford's Barbecue is bringing great barbecue products to pitmasters and kings of the cul-de-sac alike. To find out more, head over to Crawford'sBBQ.com. Today's show from January twenty-seven, two thousand fifteen. It is a double header with Mister Teddy Reeder. Let's jump right into it. Here's Greg and Teddy Reader from January twenty-seven. 2015.
1: Joining me now, a multiple-time author, a blogger, a chef professionally, and a guy that loves barbecue and grilling as much as me, actually more than me. My friend to the north, my friend to the east, south, and west, Ted Reeder, joining us on the show. Ted, how are you, buddy?
2: Good, Greg. How are you this evening?
1: Absolutely fabulous, Ted. appreciate you uh, making time for the show tonight, and... Uh, finally, great to kind of catch back up with you. I know we missed you a couple times uh, just trying to link up and do this. So, you know, in the world of Ted Reader, it's probably been, you know, maybe two, two and a half months since the last time uh, we got on air together. Uh, what is going on in the life of a guy that is a barbecue and griller and an author and a guy who's got a really cool, like, traveling smoker and grill thing? I mean, you're at it from all angles right now, Ted. <laughs>
2: Well, I do love what I do and uh, we're having a good time every day. Uh, In the winter when things are a a little uh, more quiet, I am a professor of uh, food uh, science and technology at uh, the Canadian Food and Wine Institute at Niagara College. So I teach uh, uh, how to become uh, a research chef and develop food products for grocery stores and restaurant chains. That's part of my life. And then the other aspect of my life is the world of barbecue. So the newest thing uh, that uh, has hit the road in 2014 was uh, my 1972 Ford uh, Seagrave uh, fire truck. And it was um, a birthday present to me. So I was given this fire truck by my business partners uh, for my 50th birthday.
1: (laughs) A fire truck?
2: A fire truck. So it is, we have been um, modifying this fire truck. The fire truck goes by the name of Hoptimus Prime. That's H O P And uh, that's because it is uh, a beer and barbecue machine. So we have refrigeration on board that can hold eight kegs of beer wow. and we can pour out of two draft taps. We have uh, eight feet worth of gas grills and rotisseries, and then on the other side of the fire truck, we have an eight-foot custom-designed uh, and made barrel smoker that runs wow. off a of hardwood. And then we have an upper party deck, awnings that come out from it. Uh, The upper party deck will hold uh, a dozen people, seating and standing, flat screen TVs, a kick-ass sound system, and low ride to drop it down an extra foot to put us a little closer to the ground while we're cooking.
1: Wow, this thing sounds outrageous.
2: It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, so this, uh, this summer is, uh, this spring and summer, this new so- season for 2015, it'll be out there, uh, on the roads in the, uh, general Toronto, uh, area. And, uh, we'll be catering events and having fun and doing all kinds of parties off of it.
1: Is it something that, you know, any jamoke off the street could call, get a price and contract you on, or is it going to be more like corporate stuff?
2: Uh, It'll be everything. So anybody can give us a call, and uh, my catering company is called Chef Events, and so we uh, cater all kinds of uh, functions. This uh, past summer, our largest function was a function for 4,000 people. We did for a a little uh, fast food chain here in Canada called Tim Hortons. And so their franchisees were having their fiftieth anniversary party and they asked my team to uh to throw a barbecue. So we did a little barbecue for four thousand people. <laughs>
1: Ted, let me ask you a question. I mean, we have guys, pitmasters on here that maybe run a a small barbecue shop or they've seen success on the competition circuit to some degree, maybe are doing fairly well with the rubber sauce and get into catering or or vice versa. Maybe they started barbecue catering and then they got into the competition scene. But, you know, rarely does one of these guys come on the show and talk about how they did an event for multiple thousands of people, 4,000 specifically for you. I mean, how do you go about game planning and setting up logistically on the food side something for four thousand people that is as good from person one to person four thousand
2: uh... you have an amazing team and you need to have a very strong team and i am fortunate enough to have a, a wonderful team working uh, with me and uh, guiding me and helping me put it all together. Uh, it definitely can't be done alone. This party that was for 4,000 people was located on Toronto Island, and it was a big deal. There were boats, and there were fireworks, and there were rock bands, and there were food stations all over the place, and food trucks, and it took over a year of planning oh, wow. uh, to put that together for that function. Uh, I even developed a barbecue sauce for Tim Hortons, uh, that, uh, incorporated their coffee into the barbecue sauce and they bottled it and that was given out to all of the franchisees that came by. So it was, it was, it was a huge event and there's a lot of work that goes into that. It's not something that you can whip off in a day. You've really got to plan it. And uh, to be quite honest, my team uh, did most of the planning of it. They they organized it. They they coordinated everything with the people from Tim Hortons and executed an amazing event.
1: Ted Reeder joining us here on the show. TedReeder.com is his website if you want to check it out here while we are chatting it up a little bit. Uh, Ted, uh, obviously coming up this coming weekend, uh, we have the uh, Super Bowl I say Super Bowl here on this show I know a lot of people are very scared about being sued but uh, the NFL would be very quick to unsue me when they realize zero was coming their way for saying Super Bowl um,
2: yes, well you know what I'm in Canada so I'm going to say Super Bowl
1: that's right <laughs> hell yeah I'm moving to Canada, okay. so I can say If you're
2: going to hold an event, you can't trademark the name and tell us we can't use it. I'm sorry, that's an event that millions of people are going to watch. We can yeah. say Super Bowl. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy. Or I don't have to watch.
1: So what's the deal at uh, Ted Reader's house or if you know people are looking for great Super Bowl recipes that maybe uh, they haven't seen recently or, or something that they might want to try that you're going to be doing?
2: Well I, I look at this way. Um, Super Bowl is a fun time of the year. Uh, number one the the most consumed food on a Super Bowl weekend is the is the Almighty chicken wing yeah and, and I love wings and they 're wonderful and you can grill them and you can smoke them and you can deep fry them and you can do a thousand and one things to them. You can stuff them, you can toss them in sauce, you can dry, rub them, and you can eat a gallon of them if you feel like it but it's still a chicken wing and i think there's a little bit more that can be done this year we have two teams you've got uh, one from the east coast and one from the west coast and i look at it and i say to myself wow what kind of a menu would i put together with some of the ingredients that come from those regions mm. and so for me i look at i look at the west coast and i say to seattle and i am uh, i'm going to have to root for seattle this year Agreed. i'm not a new england patriots fan I agree so fully. And, and, uh, and I apologize to those that are, everybody has their team, but, um, I'm, I'm going to root for, for Seattle. And one is because I love the crab that comes from Seattle and the fish market. That's uh, Pike place, fish market. So I'm going to be doing some, uh, some, um, stone grilled, uh, crab cakes. And I'll be using Dungeness crab. And it's a very, very simple recipe. It's it's lump crab meat. You need a fair amount of it. You put some diced onions, some chives in there, a little bit of lemon zest, lemon juice, some mayonnaise. And I like to take saltine crackers and just crush them up and then mix it all together. You can add a little bit of Dijon mustard if you want, salt and pepper, um, but really you want to taste that crab meat. And then you just put it all together gently. You don't need an egg in there. The mayo will be just fine. And you don't want it to be too dry, and you don't want it to be too wet. You take an ice cream scoop, and I'll take a hot grilling stone. So I take these uh, soap stones. I'll put them on my grill. And I'll fire them up and get them to about 450 degrees. And the wonderful thing about it in the wintertime is those stones, once they're hot, they stay hot. So you can have the grill lid open and those stones are still going to be hot. And I scoop that crab cake mixture and I put them down. Just press them lightly and fry them till they're crisp on both sides. And then put that on a bun, add some potato chips, make a little bit of a tartar sauce and munch down and have a good time. That would be my tailgating thing for Seattle. Mm, sounds great. I love that. Yep. I don't know if that, that goes with you folks. And then from, from the other end of things, if, if I was a New England fan, um, I would be taking a strip loin of beef, and I would be rubbing it down uh, liberally with sea salt. And I'd be putting that in my smoker, and I would be cooking it low and slow till it reached just about 130 degrees.
0: To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john j o n at the dot com. Hey, before we get into the second segment, let me take a minute to tell you about Crawford's Barbecue Pit Spritz. Pit Spritz is all natural and gluten free. Pit Spritz keeps your meat super moist during the cooking process. The peach pit spritz adds an amazing sweet peach taste to your barbecue. It's great on all meats and it does exceptionally well with pork. All you need to do is screw the included trigger sprayer onto the 16 ounce bottle and you are ready to go. Crawford's Pit Spritz also works great as a wrapping liquid, helping you to bring your barbecue home. Get all the details on Crawford's Pit Spritz over at CrawfordsBBQ.com. Be sure you use the coupon code Greg at checkout for 10% off your entire order. That's Greg, G-R.
2: low and slow till it reached just about 130 degrees then I would take it out and that strip line I would cut into two inch thick steaks and I would put them onto hot charcoal super super hot we're talking about 700 to 800 degrees and just do that reverse sear and quickly take that two inch steak and give it about a 30 second to one minute max on both sides and pull it off. Slice it it thin and serve it up on a bun. Add your garnishes of whatever you want and that strip line will just melt in your mouth.
1: Uh, what kind of uh, tops do you put on that sandwich? Just uh, bread and beef, or do you put onion and cheese? Well, or I,
2: would take, I would take uh, onions and mushrooms and saute them and get them nice and crispy, and then take a really stinky cheese, like a Limburger cheese, and you slice that Limburger cheese in about a quarter-inch thick slices, and you put that onto the hot... Uh, Uh, sauteed onions and mushrooms and then just give it a quick stir with like a wooden spoon and that cheese and the hot the heat from the onions and mushrooms it all get melty and then you spoon that up and put that on top of your uh, sliced beef and you want a really soft bun maybe that has a little coarse sea salt on the outside of it some shaved onion maybe a little bit of arugula and some heirloom tomato and mow down on it. And also a little bit of horseradish mayo would be good too.
1: Ted, are, are you a fan of and, I, and I've seen them more and more, uh, I guess through popularity of uh, maybe being used in Arbys and, and so forth, but these King Hawaiian buns, and now I've seen them in you know real-life hamburger size buns as well. Are, do you like those, the, kind of those sweet things?
2: Um, I don't mind them. We don't get that uh, bun here in Canada, unfortunately, so I've only had the King's Hawaiian bun once or twice, and uh, I haven't tried the hamburger bun, but I have tried the smaller buns, and I've done crab cakes on those smaller buns, and for me, I cut them in half, I butter both sides, and I put them in a pan, and I griddle them until they're crispy like the outside of a grilled cheese sandwich and then put your crab cake on there, your steak or your burger or whatever you want. And it's absolutely amazing. But you've got to like that sweetness to the bread. And that's that's the one thing with the King's wine. They're just a little bit sweeter, but it's a nice, soft roll. And and if you get it nice and crispy on a griddle, uh, it's pretty amazing.
1: Ted Reeder joining us here on the show, talking about some food for the upcoming Super Bowl this uh, Sunday. And uh, Ted, of course, the, the other thing—I mean, it's great to eat. Great to eat. Got to have something to wash it down. Uh, obviously, you're a Jack guy. You're a beer guy. But are there any specific libations that you might be making Super Bowl related, or S, uh, West and, and East Coast related?
2: Uh, not, not really. No, I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm a very simplistic drinker when it comes down to it. I like, uh, I love my bourbon. I do like my Tennessee whiskey, and I love a really great beer. And, and I'm not a I don't need my beer to be fancy. I just need it to be cold and go down smooth, and that's that's really the libation that I'll be doing this weekend. I, I'm I you know when I'm at home and I'm I'm cooking here at at what I call Casa Barbecue, and. I don't get to tailgate that often. Canadians don't get that opportunity because of our liquor laws here. We don't have the fun to be able to go and have a tailgate at a, at a football game. The closest tailgating I can do is I have to go to Buffalo. And Bill's fans are crazy. But I love going down to Buffalo. Yeah, man. And, uh, and I love to tailgate down there. So for me, what I do, though, is I love the home gating. I love to do, you know, invite some friends over and put on the game and fire up the grills out back or the smokers. And I don't care how cold it is. I'm out there if it's minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit or if it's plus 50. It doesn't matter. I'm out there. I love to cook. And that's the inspiration. And when you've got friends that want to come and eat and taste uh, and you get out back and in the cold weather, it all feels good. And Super Bowl will be fun. It's about having a good time with your friends and your family and watching your team and hopefully your team and your colors are going to come out on top. My uh, my latest book that's out is called Gastro Grilling, and uh, won uh, Best uh, Cookbook in Canada this year in 2014. So I was uh, pretty excited about that.
1: Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank you. Gastro Grilling. Go ahead and pick it up if you haven't already. Uh, Ted, let me ask you, because I, d- I did ask Ray this uh, same question. I mean, both you guys have... Uh, been successful in the number of books that you've put out. You know, you look at it 10, 15 years ago, you know, people were making strong bank on the back of books only. And fast forward to where we are now, it seems like any Tom, Dick, or Harry could go self publish. Uh, people are trying to get book deals left and right. And, and maybe that the. Um, uh, what's the term I'm trying to use? The, the talent pool uh, becomes diluted a little bit when everybody can kind of get a leg in the water. Do you find writing book the same as you did back when you started as far as experience and um, being able to, to make the same kind of money and you know things of this nature, or is it now uh, a way for Ted Reader's brand to continually be in front of people's faces?
2: Well, it it has modified and changed. Uh, I mean, I've written... The the first book I ever worked on was in 1993, and that book was for a grocery store chain, and it sold 250,000 copies in about a week. Uh, It was an amazing book, and I learned a lot about writing books back then. And as I've progressed to to writing uh, 20, 21 cookbooks now, I do find that the competition level is... Um, Well, the pool is is full. There's a lot of people in there, and you've got to be sharp, and you've got to know your business. So I've been doing barbecue and cooking my entire life. Uh, I started cooking when I was about six or seven years of age, and I've spent my entire life being a chef and a lover of food and passionate about barbecue and the world of outdoor cooking. Um, I don't stop. I put my thinking cap on every day. I never make the same recipe twice. I'm always tweaking. I'm always working and modifying. I'm outdoors probably four to six days a week, year-round, cooking food. And and practicing, and you know, I have a little seven-year-old, and he says, "Daddy, how come you practice all the time?" And I said, "If you want to be the best, you've got to practice, and you can't get to being the best if you're not practicing and not doing." Yeah. And I love the amount of uh, barbecue fans and the number of people that are out there cooking and turning the world of barbecue and telling the world about how barbecue can be done and not just American style or Canadian style or German style or English style, cause it's all coming out now. And so there's more that I have to do to, when it comes down to writing a book to make a really great book. I think gastro grilling, which, which I wrote and, and uh, I wrote that book in 17 days, Wow, 135 recipes, and uh, I wrote every single word of that. I had an editor go through it, but I wrote the book in 17 days. Uh, I like to work under pressure, and it's the best book I've ever written. It's a phenomenal book. There's over 135 recipes, and there's over 200 color photos in there, and you really have to love what you do to have those books make you money, and you've got to work hard at it, and so the book business, it's tougher now. Can you make money in the book business? Yes, you can. But I look at writing a book is more of a promotional purpose and marketing for my business, but I love to share my stories and I love to share my recipes. I'll never say to somebody, "Well, that's a secret. You want to know? I'll help you. I'll show you. I'll tell you." I'm not afraid to share my my thoughts or my food love because I want everybody to get in their backyards and fire up their grills and fire up their smokers and cook food day in and day out. Forget about your oven. Get outdoors and do it, whether it's snowing or raining or a tornado's (laughs) a-coming. Get out there and cook something delicious because it just fuels the passion to get out there and do it again and again and again. My wife thinks I'm crazy. Now, the other day, it was minus it was minus 20 here in Toronto, and it was windy, and she says, where are you going? And I said, oh, I'm going to go fire up my pit. And she said, why? I said, because I don't want to use the oven. I want to go outdoors. It's more fun. <laughs> and that's the way it is if it's fun for me I'm having a good time
1: that's right and that's why we like having Ted Reeder here on this show when he is available to come on and talk with us Uh, again you can find him at tedreeder.com and he will be voting for or rooting for the uh, Seattle Seahawks as will I Ted always appreciate the time man thanks for coming on
2: thanks Greg have a great one and hopefully we'll chat with you soon everybody out there have a good Super Bowl weekend and just make it tasty because that's all that matters
1: there he is Ted Reeder ladies and gentlemen
0: Indeed, indeed. Ted Reader from January 27th, 2015. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to CrawfordsBBQ.com. Check out their all-natural, gluten-free pit spritz. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I am your host, John Solberg, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.